Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of gospel reflection, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo and I'm joined today by Tom Terrace and Hannah Woodward. How are you guys doing? Great, doing Rob. Well. Uh, good to have you here. And we're all three of us are from Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, and it's just such an honor to, to be here. And Reflections from the Heart, for those of you who are new to the program, is a weekly gospel reflection where we look at the gospel that we'll hear on Sunday. Actually, we'll look at it ahead of time, which is a, a novel idea, so we don't hear it for the first time at Mass. Uh, and this week's gospel on Sunday is from the Gospel of John. So if everybody can grab their Bibles, if, uh, if you're in a position to do that, or get your, uh, your iPhones out and look up John chapter 20, John 20. 19 to 31. John 20, 19 to 31. All right, so before we get started, let's, uh, let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the gift of the resurrection. Thank you for loving us so much that you became one of us to show us how to live, to show us how to suffer, to show us how to die, and to show us that we will rise again. So help us to choose you each day. You've chosen us. You have a place prepared for us. Help us to choose you each day in all of our thoughts, our words, our actions, everything that we do, that it would give you honor, give you glory uh, this day and always. And as we open up the gospel for the Sunday, we just ask you, dear Holy Spirit, to, to come into our hearts, uh, to help us to be, to be open, to be completely open to what you want to teach us, and then to have the courage to live the word at home, at work, at school, in the grocery store, in the traffic, everywhere we are, that we can live the word. And we, uh, we pray this as we pray all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And Tom, I know you're going to read the gospel for us, but before we, we do that, Hannah, if you could pray uh, a prayer that we have in our Stewardship of Prayer prayer book, which, by the way, you can order for yourself or, or order quantities that we'll send you. It's uh, free free from, from the ministry. Uh, but we have a prayer in there. Uh, it's called the Prayer Before Reconciliation. And we are in the midst of the Novena for Divine Mercy. And that's going to conclude and lead us into Divine Mercy Sunday, which is just an awesome gift where, where Jesus is calling us back, calling us back to experience His Divine Mercy and especially experience that through the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So, Hannah, if you could pray that prayer for us. We'd, Absolutely. We'd appreciate that. Come, Holy Spirit, into my soul. Enlighten my mind that I may know the sins I ought to confess and grant me your grace to confess them fully, humbly, and with contrite heart. Help me to firmly resolve not to commit them again. O Blessed Virgin, Mother of my Redeemer, mirror of innocence and sanctity, and refuge of penitent sinners, intercede for me through the passion of your Son, that I may obtain the grace to make a good confession. All you blessed angels and saints of God, pray for me, a most miserable sinner, that I may repent from my evil ways, that my heart may henceforth be forever united with yours in eternal love. Amen. 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 Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. So, Tom, could you read the gospel for us, please? Absolutely. 
Uh, this is a gospel from John, uh, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Thank you, Tom. And, and I should have started by saying Happy Easter, right? We're in the octave of Easter. That's right. So happy yes. Easter, Hannah. Happy Easter, Tom. Happy, happy Easter. Easter, everybody that's listening. He yeah. is alive. He is risen. He is risen. <laughs> it's funny, my kids, we have five kids, 13 down to four, and, and all, you know, during this, this time, I'll, you know, be talking to them and talking about something else. And I'm like, oh! By the way, did I did I tell you what happened? Did I, did I share the good news? What, Dad? What? Jesus is alive. They're, oh, Dad! Yeah. <laughs> so he is alive. So let's let's live it. Let's let's uh, experience the peace and the joy. Yeah, and, and that's you know, and how the, the disciples didn't or weren't able to at that time because you know they hadn't received the Holy Spirit and um, you know they were locked up inside, you know, uh, in fear mm. and. I think so, so many times there's so many uh, out there in the world, friends maybe, or people that we know that are locked up inside, you know, and don't realize that Jesus has risen and he's just waiting for, the, for them to open the door for him mm-hmm. to come in to, the, to their hearts. And so that's um, how, how truly blessed we are to be able to say, yes, he has risen, and hallelujah, but um, so much work to be done to reach out to those other folks that... You know, still don't recognize that. And on the way into uh, into Elizabethtown earlier this week, I was driving and listening to uh, Father Barron, 
Mm-hmm. And he talked about the, the, the link between sin or the resurrection and the forgiveness of sins, that, that the two are linked. And, and he, then he talked about Peter's first sermon, his first homily, and he, he was, after, the, after he received the Holy Spirit, he was just on fire. And he was preaching, and, and he said it's a model for all preachers because he was very clear Peter was very clear on on the sin, you know that you know what happened to Jesus was because of sin, um, but then he gave the solution. He didn't leave them in their sin. He gave them a solution. So it's 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 just a great lesson for me when I was listening listening to that 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 we are locked up in fear, right? Sometimes we are locked up in the in the you know the muck and the mire of our sins. The people that we're with, whether it's a one on one or if it's a group setting, a lot of people are locked in fear. And they they know right they know that that their sin is is causing this, so they don't need to be beaten over the head with the sin. They're waiting for the solution, mm. right? They're waiting for the solution, and we have the solution. Jesus Christ is the solution. He is the answer. Um, so, you know, for for you know for our mission, let's uh, let's be bearers of the solution, right. not us, right? But but Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Yeah, absolutely, and especially with this Divine Mercy uh, Novena week that we're in, that you know we pray these uh, prayers daily to uh, um, that that Lord had given to Saint Faustina, and it's all about God's great mercy, you know, and and so you know He's He's here to to uh, rescue us from whatever is is holding us back or locking us up, so. It's just a beautiful thing, this this octave that we're in, this octave of Easter. And for those who, like myself, up until recently, I had a friend who handed us a little pamphlet on Divine Mercy and in, in Novena. I had no idea. Mm. Here, you know, in the in the church all my life, you're not fully engaged, uh, you know, my entire life. But at this point, I was fully engaged. I was going to mass almost every day and, and praying, praying the Rosary. And then I was given a gift by a friend, and this gift was divine mercy and this whole idea of of the message of mercy and and time you had mentioned saint faustina you know in the 1930s a a, a little humble nun mm-hmm. in poland was praying one day and jesus appeared to her right he she saw him and they had this conversation and she recorded it and it's now in her diary and we call her saint faustina so i heard a, a priest say you know when you're looking for good books make sure that they all you know begin with the same word saint you know if, if the <laughs> author the, you know if the author starts with saint then uh, then you should be safe um so she has this diary of, of mercy and this this conversation between jesus and faustina saint faustina and she he calls her his secretary of divine mercy yeah and it's just him pleading to us through her right to us through saint faustina to run to his mercy. Yes, and run to his mercy. And the the Lord had given Saint Faustinus for those of you who may not know the story, um, the task of having a portrait or picture painted of of him in it. And it almost reminds me of this reading because in the picture he's you know he's standing there with his the the uh, blood and water gushing forth from his side, and you could see the, the wounds on his hands and everything. And just as a personal note, I got to the great. Um, uh, opportunity to visit uh, Krakow, Poland, where really? the Divine Mercy, that the original painting mm-hmm. is is in the chapel where Saint Faustina was at, and I I got to kneel right in front of that that uh, that beautiful portrait to see the original one, and then her relics are right there, 
as you're kneeling, you can see some of her relics there. Um, it was a pol- uh, pilgrimage that I went on um, in 2005, World Youth Day, and we went through Germany and Poland. And, and um, the person who was inter- instrumental for bringing this divine mercy to the world was John Paul II. So it was, uh, it was awesome to be able to, to visit uh, where he grew up, and then to also visit this divine mercy and and see that that beautiful painting that I can almost imagine the apostles saw, um, you know, as we were reading in this reading, you know, when Jesus appeared to them. And Tom, tell our listeners what, what does it say on the bottom of the image? Jesus, I trust in you. Yeah. So he instructed yeah. Faustina not only to have his image painted, but to have that that message on the bottom: Jesus, I trust in you. And it's beautiful because we have one hanging in our living room. And no matter, you know, whenever you look at a picture and if there's words, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna say the words. So even if it's mm-hmm. someone who's away from God or, you know, not plugged in, they're going to see this and they're going to say, Jesus, I trust in you. So, oh, yeah, you just said a prayer, right? right? <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. You know, when I read this, um, the first thing that popped out at me was uh, the line that says, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. His father sent me, said I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. And, um, you know, yesterday or I was with my sister, and she asked me to be her confirmation sponsor, and it's coming up, and uh, confirmation's all about receiving the Holy Spirit. And we were just, just kind of reflecting on how much of a gift that is, that, you know, God gave, Jesus gave um, his his best friends, his disciples, the Holy Spirit, and he's inviting us to be his best friends, his disciples, and giving us the Holy Spirit as well. And at such a young age, you know, she's thirteen, and I'm I'm trying to teach her the power she has in her faith, and inspiring others, and being a being a disciple of the Lord. And you know, it's it's a big responsibility, and she's going to be an adult soon, and you know, she's take that seriously. So, did, did you select a name yet? Saint Therese. Yeah, Saint Therese. Oh, mm-hmm. my! my uh, our one daughter's name is Mary Rose Therese. Okay. And uh, Saint Therese is she's a she's a powerhouse as well. Wow, that's awesome. That's such an honor that she yeah. that she selected you. And and maybe as a word of encouragement to her, as you're 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 talking to her, um, ask her who, uh, along with Mary, uh, who was the only apostle that mm-hmm. stayed at the foot of the cross, mm-hmm. and it's John. And John wasn't the oldest; he was the youngest. Mm-hmm. Right, so probably just a few years older than your sister, he stayed. Mm-hmm. Right, so the the world might say you have a lot of time. Don't worry about it. You know, catch up with Jesus later. But you know, now is the start time. now. Now is the time. Start now before the world gets to you. And now is the time is true. But we also know that God is outside of time. So you know, we can always be assured that He's always there for us. And even our, the prayers that we pray. Um, for someone can be applied to any time in, the, in their life, you know. So we, if someone, um, you know, is going through some difficult time and we're praying for them, we know that God can use those prayers at any point in their life, even, you know, those who have, you know, perhaps gone gone to the Lord already, those prayers aren't wasted um, in, any, in any part of their life. And uh, it's, it's just one... Uh, really great thing that we can always rely on God for him being there. And I think, again, with that, Jesus, I trust in you, we can always say that prayer. Even, it's such a beautiful short prayer, 
you know, like, because sometimes you can't even pray. You might even be going through something so difficult. And the only thing you can say is, oh, you know, Jesus, I trust in you to get me yes. through this, whatever it is. And then, and then that'll bring us to peace. You know, Jesus, three times here, peace be with you. Yeah. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And, that, and that's what he wants. And, and the peace comes from trust. When we trust that Jesus has our back, right, that he knows, right, God knows exactly what we need. It might not, but we might not be what we want mm-hmm. or what we think we need, mm-hmm. but He knows exactly. And when we trust, mm-hmm. it, man, it is just total freedom that nothing's an accident, nothing is a coincidence. Everything is is providence. Everything is part of the plan. And if we trust that that plan is for our good, and for us to grow closer to Him now, so that we can be with Him forever in heaven, man, talk about peace. And I remember one time I was talking to our oldest daughter. She's thirteen now. She's probably eleven or so, and trying to tell her that you know mass was fun. You know, isn't mass fun? And she she well. I wouldn't say fun, but I would say mass is, is peace. Wow. Wow. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, you know, mm-hmm. you always learn, learn, learn from the children, right? Mass is peace. So when mm-hmm. we enter into it and, and some people say, oh, mass is boring. No, you just, you, if we enter into the mass and we pray the mass, it's not a spectator sport. It's, you know, yeah. Father's not up there entertaining, but yeah. you know, a lot of times you know, we walk in and it looks like a theater. It looks like mm-hmm. a you know, you know, either a theater that you would see a play, or you know, there's there's a stage kind of area, and then there's seats, or a movie theater, or a sporting event. No, yeah. you know, we go there, and if we're not entertained, we should be upset. If it's at a movie or a play or or a game, but when we go to mass, we're not going there to be entertained. We're going there to worship, yeah. to praise, to thank, to you know, say we're sorry, and we're you know, we need to be active in it, and when we do, it's a game changer. It is an absolute game changer that that the peace that we yeah. experience is, as Jesus said, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, and that peace is something that we're all looking for, the peace and happiness in life, and we all so many times stray to other things, the things of the world that, that don't give us peace, maybe a momentary fleeting little joy. You know, we might turn to alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, but, you know, we are made for God. You know, we're made, we're on this earth you know, to serve God, to to one day be with Him, and so we get that that peace, that happiness that we're our heart is looking for in the Mass, and by going to to Mass and receiving our Lord, and you know, when we've strayed, we get we get that peace back when we go to confession and reconciliation, and I think it's just. Um, before we started recording today, we were deciding what prayer to pray, and it's just so strange that we decided this prayer of reconciliation because it, it seems to be such a theme, you know, for this uh, uh, gospel reflection that we're doing today. Amen, amen. And uh, the, you know, the, the guy that gets a bad rap, in my opinion, Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Doubting Thomas, and mm-hmm. everybody has all these you know, different you know, th- names for him. Uh, I don't know if it's because I have a son who's named Thomas, but I, I kind of <laughs> like to call him Brave Thomas, Courageous yeah. Thomas, right? Because as his buddies are in there shaking, you know, shaking in their shoes, he's out probably getting food for the boys, right? <laughs> right, and then he comes back, and they, you know, he finds out that that Jesus appeared to them. But the moment of his surrender is what really jumped out at me when he proclaimed Jesus as my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God. Isn't that beautiful? That that he, he, we all have to have that moment, mm-hmm. that surrender moment where we just be like, I, I'm in, I'm in, I can't do this on my own. You are my Lord and my God of every aspect. And then as we go each day, we have to continue to have daily surrender, daily surrender. But this is, this was, 
Thomas's surrender moment, proclaiming yeah. Jesus Lord and God. And how Thomas was with him for over three years, you know, every day, and then still he wasn't believing, you know. I will not believe until I see. And um, so this is such a great witness to all of us, myself mm-hmm. included out there, who sometimes, Lord, are you there? Are you really, you know, alive? Are you really there? And so this is a, a great reading for all of us in that respect. On the lighter side of thing, I always think about when I read this is that I wonder if Thomas was like, ew, I don't want to put my finger in that wound, you know? (laughs) I hope if I have a moment like that, Jesus doesn't make me touch that. I have a queasy stomach. (laughs) (laughs) And and our our faith is is always, it's just so rich. And uh, sometimes you you hear things, I don't know if maybe we're not ready when we heard them before or they just penetrate. But this this Easter, I, I heard something that uh, it just made total sense. It was uh, during the Easter vigil, and Father explained that at the Holy Thursday Mass, there was a blessing at the beginning of Mass, right? To start as all Masses start with a blessing, but at the end of Mass, there was no blessing. And then Friday, at three o'clock, for the the exaltation of the cross, you know that, you know when we honor the cross and kiss the cross, and then there's a communion service, not a full Mass, but at the end of that, there's no blessing. At the beginning of the Easter vigil. There's no blessing. But at the end, there is. And he said, that's because from Holy Thursday Mass to the Easter Vigil, it is one. It is one celebration. Mm. So it starts with a blessing, Easter Thursday Mass at the beginning, and then it ends with a blessing at the Easter Vigil. Oh, wow. I never heard yeah. Or might, yeah. I never I heard, might heard it either. before, but it never registered. Never registered. Mm-hmm. But yeah. isn't that awesome that it it's is. this one continuous prayer? Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah. Wow. So... Uh, God's awesome that he just keeps uh, keeps unpacking those things. I always like this uh, reading, too, because um, when uh, John says, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of disciples that are not written in this book, I'm always like, man, I want to know what those yeah. are. Like, why didn't you write these down, man? I, wanna, you know, yeah. I wonder what they are. I guess we won't find out yeah. until we get to the other side. But it would have been, uh, I think he even ends the one, his gospel, he did like, there's everything the that he couldn't contain, contain or the world couldn't contain the books yeah something, something like that of all that he did and it's like oh man i would love to have known what all those other things were the untold story right? yeah so we'll have we'll have uh, we'll have all eternity to to enjoy the untold story i just read um heaven is for real i just finished that book and um such an amazing story of a four-year-old boy, boy named colton who had died briefly and went up to heaven and he tells a story you know and little tidbits to his dad and his dad's a pastor and you know at first he's thinking you know is he making this up he's having a hard time believing but then um colton says that he jesus had i think he said markers on him and his dad said well what does that mean he said you know on my on his hands and his feet and his side and his dad says, you know, how could this four-year-old boy know this? He, he knows that, you know, Jesus died on the cross, but he didn't know the, you know, gruesome details of it. So um, his dad asked him, Jesus has these up in heaven? He said, yeah. So, I mean, it's just a, it's a great sign of his sacrifice yeah. for us and just and, a constant reminder. And, and Hannah, what's the first thing that Jesus shows his apostles when he enters? His hands. His, hand, his wounds, mm-hmm. right? So for us to receive the healing... Mm-hmm. that he wants to give us from our sins, we can enter into or must enter into the, his wounds. 
Yeah. Right? So through his wounds, we are healed. And then for us, he wants us to expose our wounds to him. He knows, right? He knows every hurt. He knows yeah. every, he knows, but he's waiting for us to, with open hands, to say, Jesus, here, you know, here's where I fell. Here's where I messed up. Here's where I turned my back. That's right? always a, the thing you don't want to give him is the, the parts that you messed up. You want to like say, hey, I did this good thing. I, you yeah. know, I gave this beggar $5. I'm a good guy, Lord. Yeah, you know, when but, you go up on your final judgment day and he's revealing, yeah. you know, reviewing your whole life. How about we just re, uh, rewind to that good <laughs> part that I... Uh, Gave that beggar a dollar and skip yeah. over the bad parts. But you're right. He wants our wounds, mm-hmm. our brokenness. That's what he But he our brokenness is what makes us better followers because yeah. we're healed and we learn from that. Yeah. And then, and mm-hmm. then he can use that for good. Mm-hmm. And, then, and that's our connection point with each other, that no matter how rich, poor, old, young, suffering, mm-hmm. brokenness, woundedness, that, that's, our, that's, that's what we have in common. Yeah. So if we can't connect on any other level with somebody... If you speak long enough to to a person, you know, hurt, wounds, past, whatever, will will come up, and then that's the connection. Yeah. And so God allows that; doesn't cause it, but He allows. You know, He allows that to happen out of His goodness and His mercy, because it'll draw us closer to Him, and then He will turn all that, all those to good. Yeah. Um, and then we can help minister to other people, meet them where they are. I just had a conversation with my aunt, who came from a very broken marriage. And she's been through, you know, everything there could be. And she had a very rough past. And she um, was helping me out with relationship things. And I said, you know, I think I think you went through all that you did because God knew that you were going to be needed to help, you know, young women such as myself. And what a blessing you are and what an inspiration you are to have come from those situations and have become a better person from them. And she is such a testament to her faith. Just she lives her faith every day and inspires others. She inspires our family. She's the first person to offer prayer at our um, on our holidays. And, you know, she's just been such an inspiration, such a good person. So and, God and, uses And the those. world might say, oh, if there was a God, why would they let you go mm-hmm. through all that suffering? And But it's, you know, God and his goodness carries you through. Yes. Right? Absolutely. He was, he was carrying her through, and now she's... And now she's helping she's me. helping, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, and that, so as we wind down, again, Tom and Hannah and everybody listening, happy Easter. Let's let's live the joy. Let's be the joy, right? Be the peace. Be the love of the resurrected Lord. So when people see us, they no longer see us. They see Jesus alive in us. God bless you all. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717 367 0100. 
On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.